Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. On December 30, 1890, a troop of the 9th U.S. Cavalry, a black outfit, was escorting their supply train to a fort near the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota where the rest of the regiment awaited them. They'd forced march more than 80 miles in 22 hours and had only two or three miles to go when they were set upon by a war party of angry Sioux bent on revenge following the massacre at Wounded Knee Creek the day before. The Buffalo soldiers circled their wagons and picked their targets. Officers called for someone to break out and go for help. The troop's Indian scouts refused, saying their horses were played out. Then Corporal William Othello Wilson, all of 22 years old and the regiment's acting quartermaster, volunteered. Wilson had a nose for adventure. He left his native Hagerstown as a teenager, gone west to work as an upholsterer in Minneapolis, and enlisted there. He also had an independent streak, openly defying Army regulations by wearing a black leather coat, a wide-brimmed white hat, and oversized spurs. Officers looked the other way because Wilson was not only a crack shot, he was also a first-rate quartermaster who kept his troop well supplied with food and forage. Now he took the captain's note, mounted his tired horse, and galloped out of the circle, heading for Pine Ridge with eight or ten Sioux close behind. Somehow he made it. Exhausted 9th Regiment troopers saddled up again and galloped out to save their comrades. The story of Wilson's ride soon traveled through the ranks until virtually the whole U.S. Army knew about it. While other white regiments spent that bitter winter inside forts with warm quarters and hot food, the 9th had to remain on the Pine Ridge next to the Sioux, who hated them. It was so cold, one trooper said, the spit froze when it left your mouth. Having only tents for shelter against the icy wind and cooking over fires with one eye always peeled against an attack, they soon grew tense and overstressed. By spring, when they were finally relieved, Corporal Wilson had had enough and rode south to the nearby Nebraska town of Chadron, where he took a room in a hotel. The sheriff, suspicious about that large white hat, leather coat, and big spurs, threw him in jail, and Wilson soon found himself in front of a court-martial at Fort Robinson. He was convicted of being AWOL and sentenced to reduction in rank and four years of hard labor. A general reviewing the verdict reduced that sentence to demotion. Wilson, now a private, wasn't finished, though. Thinking his heroic ride deserved a Medal of Honor, he started the paperwork himself. Others had done just that, and his officers heartily recommended him for it. Within a month, the medal was on its way. Wilson became the last black soldier to earn a Medal of Honor on U.S. soil. Two years later, he also became the only black Medal of Honor winner to desert the Army. While stationed at Fort Duchesne, Utah, he was chosen to represent his regiment at the annual marksmanship contest outside Omaha, Nebraska. On his way back to Duchesne, he appears to have run out of money and interest in the Army. Claiming he'd lost his train ticket, he asked for another and money for meals, both of which were given. That was the last the Army saw of him. Wilson went home to Hagerstown, married, fathered seven children, and quietly worked as a cook, carpenter, and teacher. Known as the penman for the elegant calling cards he wrote as a sideline, he died on January 18, 1928, never having mentioned his military service. In 1990, a century after his famous ride, a small grassy plot at the intersection of Jonathan Street and Pennsylvania Avenue, called Medal of Honor Triangle, was dedicated in his honor. It had no plaque to honor Wilson, and soon looked like nothing more than a traffic island. But in January 2019, the city announced plans to give it a new landscaping and signage. 
William Othello Wilson would be remembered after all.